Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to the Undressing Room Podcast presented by Macy. And it's going all the way down. Coming up this week, we're going to be talking about Will Smith, who wanted a harem of girlfriends. Mm -mm. You heard me right, a harem. Mm -hmm. And guess which ladies are on that list. And speaking of harem of girlfriends, we're going to be talking about Nick Cannon, who speaks to his therapist, who tells him to keep it in his pants. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, on my side, Alabama mom beats up her child. Not her child, but a child oh. who is bullying her child on a bus. Yeah, I'm going to unpack all of that in just a minute. What else is going on, L'Oreal? Well, listen, some people are unpacking those no-shows, and what I mean by that is they got a couple of invoices because they were a no-show at someone's wedding. And also, what? listen, one thing that is going down is my DMs, and we will be diving and deep into that. That's my favorite part. Yes, of course. For our final question, y'all, this happened. Listen, okay, so there we go. We're going to qualify. If you slept with one of my friends, if you slept with someone that I know, if we're most likely going to be in the room with that person, you might want to go ahead and disclose. You are obviously adult or should be mature enough to do what you need to do. Keep it quiet. Be safe. Man, oh man, Mm. (laughs) it's going (laughs) down. So make sure you listen to hear how we undress this mess with the Macy's Undress and Run podcast, y'all. You can check out our personal Macy's picks by heading on over to Macy's.com slash the undressing run. Loria, I'm sorry, but I got to talk about Macy's for one second because it it is the great shoe sale. I don't know about y'all, but baby girl does not play about her shoes. So I'm going to give you these dates. So mark them down. Starting on Wednesday, (laughs) October the 6th through Mm -hmm. Wednesday, October the 13th. That's one whole week to go in and upgrade your fall shoe game. Get your boot rotation on deck at Macy's Great Shoe Sale. You can find the perfect finishing touches for your fall looks because you got your clothes together, right? Mm -hmm. But you need to make sure your shoes are right. You can tell everything about a man or a woman by his feet. And the more you buy, the more you save. So go ahead and check out the newest styles from the top names like Mad and Girl, love them, Kenneth yes. Cole, DKNY, yes. Inc. Sam Edelman has the most comfortable shoes on the planet, but there's so much more. Go on over there. And isn't it Hispanic Heritage Month, L'Oreal? It is, and I feel like a disgrace to my culture because y'all know I'm half uh, Hispanic, you know, yes, and you I don't are. know no Spanish, so I wanted to say <laughs> something in Spanish, but all I know was like como te llamas? <laughs> como te llamas? <laughs> anyway, you know, from the richness and strength of your culture to the way you live your life, confidence is your signature style this month and all year round macy celebrates latin america and hispanic heritage now macy's is committed to supporting brands owned and founded by latinos plus you can shop women-owned asian american and pacific islander owned and of course Black-owned business. Shout too, out y'all to know. Macy's for this Come inclusion. On. I see you, Macy's. I love the diversity. We love it. 
Love it. So shout out to Macy's doing so many things. The inclusion is everything. And October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So you know Macy's has a hand in that. You can join Macy's and help advance the world's most promising research when you donate to the Breast Cancer Research Fund today. So a donation of just $50 funds an entire hour of research. And it gives time to doctors and patients alike. So you can go ahead and donate today and make every moment count. I'm definitely going to donate. Make sure y'all go out there and donate. My mother is actually a breast cancer survivor. So we want to make sure. Yes. So we want to make sure we put some uh, money into this fund to make sure that we help out other women as well. Give them the website, L'Oreal. Let them know. Macy's.com slash Macy's Gives. Go on over there right now. Going over there right now. Okay, so Will Smith wanted a harem of girlfriends. Now, we've seen him on social media, funny TikToks, and all kind of stuff. But Will Mm -hmm. Smith did the most juicy interview with GQ ever. Now, he spoke about a valuable lesson that he learned from an intimacy coach. He has a coach. Her name is Michaela Boheme. And he confessed that if he could have it, any way that he really wanted it, then he would have multiple girlfriends. Yeah, they all want that. I'm right. I was going to say, I'm sure he's not the only one that feels that way. (laughs) Now, the coach asked him to name the ladies in his theoretical, okay, this is just in his brain. Oh, this makes sense now. (laughs) So in his brain, he believes that Halle Berry... And Misty Copeland will be two of the top names on his list. Halle Berry. We know who Halle Berry they is. They are my list, too. Right. And Misty Copeland, the, the most ballerina. amazing ballerina ever to be known to man. It's crazy. Now, the assignment was then to reach out to the list of women. Now, Must I don't know be this- nice. Come on now. I don't know who this therapist is. (laughs) After going deeper into this idea, he realized the true point of the exercise. He realized that this would be absolutely horrific, bad idea. Now, (laughs) what she was doing was essentially cleaning out my mind, letting it know that it was okay for me to be who I was and it was okay for me to think that Halle Berry was fine. It doesn't make me a bad person if I am married and I think that Halle Berry is beautiful. Whereas in my mind, in my Christian upbringing, okay. even my thoughts were a sin. And you know mm-hmm. how that goes. Yeah. That was really the process that Michaela worked through with me to let me realize that my thoughts were not a sin. And even acting on an impromptu thought didn't make me a piece of crap. Yes. For lack of a better <laughs> curse word. Okay. So this was a lot. He unpacked yes. a whole lot. A but whole lot. I think where he got to with his... um intimacy coach was really cool because instead of telling someone what they need to do kind of going through the process like do you think you would have gotten to this place l'oreal with an intimacy coach like if i would have started naming guys that i wanted to be in my harem no i do think that <laughs> I, like i'm on the side i get what he was trying to say though because when i hear it It's like, I would have been pissed too. Like, what do you mean you want to be in a relationship with this person and that person? But then when you pan it out, it's like, okay, you're attracted to them. And just because you're married doesn't mean you can't. The issue is that you're Will Smith and you can actually date these women. Now, if we talking to, if you talking to homeboy over here, now he don't got a chance. So it's okay for him to see. Even being Will Smith, that puts him in a conundrum because he is Will Smith and everybody knows Jada and they know their world. I think the reality is that, 
a lot of things in our brain can be fantasized and romanticized. And a lot of times we tell ourselves if we had this or if we had that, then it would be great. But if we really took the time to do the inventory and kind of break through what that would be like, dating this many women, having to fulfill these many requirements, it obligations, it's impossible. It'd be a crap show. And I, I like the more, cause I read the full interview in GQ mm-hmm. and I understood him a lot more. He does have a, a memoir coming out November 6th. So nice. this is why he's even opening up. Cause some, some guys were actually mad at him saying he was talking too much and it's like, um, hello, this is part of his memoirs. And but, even if, even if, then you just don't talk. Don't tell that man. Yeah, don't tell somebody not to talk. Like, y'all sound crazy. He's been out for mad years, and we never knew any really thing about him, if you really think about it. Exactly. We don't know much about him. So I love that he's opening up. And I think Red Table Talk may have something to do with it. And his embarrassment. He got embarrassed. Jada embarrassed him. Now, behind closed doors, she told him she was miserable with that marriage when she turned 40 years old. And instead of him keeping her like a prisoner, he was like, what do you want to do? You know, and I do I do think that entanglement thing made him look like the the simp, I guess, in the relationship is how people was panning it out. But he's like, listen, I put her through a lot of stuff, too. I cheated on her as well. I'm not saying with who, but I cheated on her before. And you know know? what else he talked about in that interview that was super dope along those lines? It's not always about the fault. But it's about responsibility. Yeah. So sometimes it's not your fault. You know what I'm saying? Growing up as black people in America, that's not our fault, but it's our responsibility to thrive. Mm-hmm. And even in his relationship, he talks about how, you know, one person might have been at fault um, messing up or going outside of the relationship. But it is their responsibility, both of them, to get this marriage back on track. So fault doesn't matter. Responsibility right. is everything. And I think he also made it clear that they have an unconventional kind of marriage. And everybody does it. not have the same relationship. Whatever your understanding is, I don't even call that polygamous or a polygamy relationship because they have an understanding that's their understanding. And so I'm involved in the truth is every relationship does (laughs) to some extent. You know what I'm saying? Like every relationship to some extent has an understanding. And what, you know, works for one relationship might not work for another. I got a girlfriend, her husband cook every night, take care of the kids. My husband be looking at the refrigerator like, (laughs) where's the food? Where's the food? You know what I mean? Right. I also feel like Will had to kind of one up Jada because he was like, yeah, it was a scandal. You know what I mean? So he's like, well, let me throw Holly Berry's name out there. And then you know how clickbait works, because when the blogs first put this out, they made it seem that he had a secret relationship with Holly Berry. And that's not what happened. This was in his mind and something that. So you think the whole thing was a scandal? Because I think this is one instance where something could have been a full scandal and they made they made fetch happen with this honey it was a humongous scandal and i'm gonna tell you why it was such a big scandal for years people have questioned what's been going on in their marriage i didn't know a girl that told me she was dating jada so i don't know you know what i mean like i've heard all kind of different things that went on and i just mind my business child until it got this big then you start being like well you know i did hear that you know then that's a little different but it was all speculation until someone actually came out that we pinned her with we actually seen her with this man and who cares like let them live 
But it's just the fact that they were our perfect black couple. But see, that's the thing. We got to stop making what is perfect. Perfect is what works for you. Some people like it this way. Some people like it that way. But they are still upstanding, exceptional at what they do. They are great representations. And they have figured out to how to make a marriage work for them with a blended family. But I Eva, mean, like, what more do you want from Eva, the people? let's keep it a stack. Okay, let's if go. Jay-Z popped up. With a break baby out of nowhere, we all would be like, no, not Jay. Even though people have said before, Beyonce Who had made a break album. baby. No, but I'm just saying, like, say he popped up with, with a, a baby and they, they but was see, like, oh, Dwayne Wade gonna... did it with Gabrielle Union and, and everybody showing... scrutinized her, which is crazy. So what? They not paying too. her mortgage. They don't lay it's, with that man at it's night. It's a scandal. It's like, we know that Beyonce said Beyonce's Lemonade, magical. She's different. She's a unicorn. But Beyonce, she said on Lemonade that Jay-Z cheated on her and even though we hear things it's not until a woman comes out and be like i slept with she Jay-Z did the yesterday. lemonade boom boom, like, boom 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 she it did don't matter lemonade. that she did it it's when the person comes forward because they've been saying they have an unconventional marriage for years and y'all still like do they are they polygamous or they're telling you <laughs> he was just too young and he didn't know how to be quiet but ugh, I all i know is to let a woman yeah. come out and be like, she slept with, with, uh, she's Becky with the good hair. Let's see what happens then. Oh. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Well, um, what about Nick Cannon? Because he got a couple Beckys with good hair. Oh, my God. He has all the And he's talking to a therapist, too. There's a lot of therapy talking happening. It's a lot and of I therapy that it. needs to be happening, probably on my side as well. Well, after uh, the recent birth of Nick Cannon's seventh baby, that's right, seven, Nick Cannon revealed that he will be abstinent at the encouragement of his therapist. He acknowledges that he will take a break from having kids, that this isn't his first time being celibate. He revealed to a news source that he and Mariah were actually celibate until they got married. He also revealed on, I'm not surprised by that. So he revealed on Ellen in 2015 that he was celibate following their divorce as well. So he didn't give none up before or after. Well, there's ton of speculation as to why Nick Cannon is having babies with multiple women at the same time. Now, in June alone, he had three babies. Now, Nick wanted a big family, he told E.T. He said, I come from a big family. I have several siblings. Being raised in an unorthodox family by my grandparents at the time, I've experienced such a wide range of upbringing that I had such a love and passion for kids and family. So I want a big family, too. Now, additionally, he said the ones that got pregnant are the ones that were supposed to get pregnant, which means he tried several others and it just did not work out so do you think this is a good idea that he slows down on having kids i also feel like i read somewhere that they told him he wasn't gonna have long to live is that did you well see that? yeah he um suffers from an autoimmune disease and um he's been hospitalized kind of uh critically a few times um but i mean this is one of those situations where 
there's no secret here, okay? This is not a man that just moved into town and you thought he was a free single man with no kids or anything. This is Nick Cannon. Nah, this the ain't the same Nick, Nick Cannon we knew. But this is the king of Nickelodeon turned <laughs> wild and out. And if you decide as a young lady to lay down with this young man and the things that happen that make children, if you, you know, engage in those activities, then... I don't see the problem. I They're mean, thinking I would... jackpot because I remember when he went on an interview not too long ago, but it was way before these kids, uh-huh. and he was talking about how he will take care of a woman and and she don't have to want for nothing and this this that and the third. That might put a couple people on their back trying to hold it in or turkey squeezing. What you call it with the turkey? Little, little turkey basting. Turkey basting. You Listen. get what I'm saying. I just, I mean, as long as you know what you're signing up for, because the show Sister Wives and that kind of a reality is not, it is commonly uncommon. We live in America and in this culture, monogamy is what we have been predicated our religions on, so on and so forth. However, you know how we go. We come from a different country. Look at Akon, who still acts as if his native land. And so... For those that would like to procreate and those women that agree to that kind of a setup, sis, bro, I am not mad at you. Yeah, I'm I mean, judge I'm not. people, but I'm not trying to be in no situation like that. Like, no, cool. I don't, my husband, mine. Yeah, them women is crazy <laughs> to me. You know, I'm not trying to judge nobody or nothing like that, but I don't know how you could just be cool with, all right, I'm going to leave the delivery room right now because she in labor too. It's like, no, brother. Like, if this, I'm not about to just be popping it out. It's the whole setup, though. It's the whole setup. Like, you have to make, for, for one, and part of what I understand for a lot of cultures and African cultures that have multiple wives, the first wife is chosen by the husband. The second wife is chosen by the first wife and so on and so forth. So this Nick is, Cannon ain't doing that. Let's this stop. is not just, a, well, some, they kind of are because they are lining up. Well, so I have a friend and she's in a polygamous situation mm-hmm. and I just could not. And in the beginning, it really bothered me. And like, not to like judge or nothing like that. But I used to be like, you could do so much better. Like you, and that's how I would think. And that may have been a selfish way of me thinking, because I'm thinking about my values, how I feel or whatever the case. But the fact that I would just see him with these other women, like right in her face or like have babies with these other women. And she still loved him. And I, one day I had to just like come out and ask like, yo, what? Cause I know you forever. You never was like this. Like what changed in your mind? And she was like you know my last relationship the guy was lying so much that it was just like come come clean like i'm tired of the lie people don't have problems john paul getty like i mean in england in a lot of different cu- cultures and countries it is not um taboo no, but eva this is her thing she's like he's gonna do it anyway a guy is gonna cheat anyway so i at least will be with him who's gonna be honest with me and but i feel like that's such a like me personally it's it's a little sad it's because you're basically sad. saying like you don't think you can find anybody that can truly love you and only you. So you're just going to settle for this guy because he tells you the truth. He's supposed to tell the truth. That's not. Well, see, that's one side. And then I have I know people in polygamous relationships and they enjoy not having to carry the entire load. 
They okay, have see, someone I don't know else to help with the kids. <laughs> One person cooks really well. No, seriously. Right. And they no, don't I have to you. deal with it. And they grown, grown. Like, I got my house. Sometimes he's here. Most times he's not. They move around. But it's kept within the confines. They're the same women. They know what it is. And they enjoy, they are professional women. They enjoy their lives. I okay, mean, my issue is what about the kids? What are you teaching the kids? So are you, so because now you're, to me, you're raising kids that are off top going to be in a polygamous relationship because that's what they see as being well, normal. you're teaching them the same thing you would teach a kid if they if your parents live an alternative lifestyle you know you're just opening them up to the fact that normal is not always normal or whatever it is what's regular is not always normal so in this household your auntie might be married to a woman you know what i'm saying your and dad I might get that but then like, it, him being married to five women and it's like daddy has five <laughs> well wives. in daddy's country <laughs> yeah, so then okay so now, now come see your daughter and she's like yeah well I'm gonna be with this man and he has he lives with another woman but it's okay because no, that's I'm what daddy does over. I'm gonna have multiple husbands because I've seen that too I've seen the woman that has multiple husbands and all all of them have different duties. Girl, we can go on and on. I Listen. feel like that's more rare than the women. I feel like the women are always kind of like the forefront of sister wives. Like you said, I don't see brother wives. Where's that show? I would love, I mean, brother husbands. There are no brother wives. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm going to start the show Brother Husbands. And y'all better tune in. (laughs) Okay, so L'Oreal, you look beautiful. Your skin looks amazing. Now, you always cute, but have you been doing something different? Thank you, Eva. Yes, actually, I have. I've been trying out this new product because, you know, dull skin is out. And um, I'm here just trying to brighten it up. I think you might have gotten that same little package that I got in the mail. I, and I out. see you glowing as well. Don't talk about right. me when you over there looking like a snack. Well, you know what? I can't <laughs> blame it on myself. It is Olay Regenerous Vitamin C Plus Peptide 24 Face Cream. Now, I love it. This delivers two times brighter skin in just 28 days. So I'm a month in and the glowing is popping. It took me 27 days, but okay. If you got to- <laughs> you know, I put my trust in the dermatologist tested products. So, you know, I had to try it on, see what it was going to do for my glow. And I just got to say, I am out here glowing for sure. The Olay Vitamin C Cream hydrates better than, guess what? You know them $400 creams? Oh, I know them creams, girl. They're Uh, expensive. We could save a little bit of coin and not having to spend all that money on it. Exactly. Now, imagine hydrated skin for a whole 24 hours. The whole day? The whole day, one through 24. Now, I want to keep my skin glowing and radiant all the time. So, got to get that little orange jar. It's the orange jar. It smells like citrus. It's lightweight. Oh, my God. So good. It's so good. It's the Olay Vitamin C Cream. It literally melts into your skin, and it does not leave sticky grease. You know that, like, nasty residue that other products do? Uh -uh, Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It doesn't do that. It improves the skin and the look of uneven tones, so you can use it at any given time. You could do it in the morning. You could do it in the night. If you feel a little dry during the day, just throw that on there, too. Yes, and you know what? I always have to make sure I remind my black women, we still need sunscreen, okay? 
Don't let this melanin fool you. I know we glowing and we popping, but you have to follow up with a very good SPF That's in the right. daytime to protect that glow. You're glowing, you're popping, and now you need to be protected. Listen, this product I'm... is great for your skin, and mm-hmm. it does not contain any parabens, any nope. synthetic dyes, mineral oils, or any of those little bad ingredients you don't want on your skin. Yep, it does not have that. And it's only the best for not just you, not just me, for all of us. It's only the but, best for you. Yes. <laughs> So you get out there and make sure you get some of that Olay moisturizer so you can be glowing like me and Eva. Where can they find it, though? Because I know that's the question. Of course, you got to go to Olay.com. You can also find it at retailers nationwide. You've seen Olay. Olay is everywhere. Don't act like you don't know. My jar almost (laughs) empty. I'm going to go re-up. Let's go re-up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Now for this topic, I must say I'm a little bit on the fence about this. An Alabama mom beats up her child's bully on the bus. Mm. So an Alabama mom, she's 37 years old, that's right around my age, is a suspected an 11-year-old of bullying her child on the Alabama... Um, in a, blah, 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 blah. So an Alabama mom who's 37 years old, which is exactly right around my age, mm-hmm. suspected an 11-year-old of bullying her child. Now, this was in Alabama district near Birmingham. So she went ahead one morning real <laughs> early. She walked onto the bus and she put pause. Yes, she fought that little child in front of all Ain't no the other little child. This a big bully. It's a big bully. <laughs> now it was completely captured, so this is not hearsay. It was on video. The video went viral. Now, what was not captured and it's kind of unclear is if the child had any injuries or anything major that happened, but. The mom did get arrested on multiple charges after the confrontation, and she went to jail and has been released on a $10,500 bail a few hours. So now, wait, wait, wait a minute. Now, this is a lot right here. On one end, I want to say it takes a village. On another end, I want to say if somebody put their hands on my child, I'm going to go to jail for real. There ain't going to be no $10,000 bail. They're going to be like, this woman is in jail for life because she killed this woman in front of everybody's child. <laughs> so let me, like, let me explain something to you as a mom. <laughs> I have the most precious kids ever. Now, Marley is going to pop you in the mouth, so I don't even have to worry about <laughs> holding her down. But Mikey is so sweet, like, to the point where my husband has talks with him, and he has to say, Daddy told me to stand up for myself. And it's a Aww. three-year-old kid. You know what I mean? They start taking the bus and going to preschool, and I'm going to tell you right now, if some little kid, boy or girl, bullying my child, you might want to get to the bus stop before me because I would absolutely be in the jail with this lady with this $10,500 bond. I don't care. You know what? Kids are mean and evil and bad. Yes. I, you know, I have a, another show, Bully and the Beast podcast. And the whole reason why I took the title of Bully is because when I was younger, I went to a all like mostly white school. We moved from Brooklyn and then I went to like a mostly white school. They mm. was extremely 
extremely racist. I'm talking about they will call you the N-word to your face, have no problem with it. This would be boys. It would be uh, like white boys or whatever the case. So I felt like, you know, me being and looking different, They, I was a target. So what I had to do was beat the hell out of one of them kids, and then that was it. But I will say... They still kind of tried me here and there, mm-hmm. but they They're do remember to. that I put the part. But it, what if you cu- you couldn't fight or something like that? And you're not going to just keep letting a child get their hands put on them, get bullied, get and whatever. And I don't condone violence. I wake up every morning with good intentions. I choose not to get violent every single day in instances that most likely can warrant a little bit of um, Paul yes. Preston. However, <laughs> there is something when it comes to these kids and you know, being racist, being evil, that's a learned behavior. A lot of times this comes and starts from home and what's not going to happen are my children are not going to go to school for six hours and a day being terrorized by another child with a teacher trying to take care of an entire classroom and keep things sanitized. No, I will take care of him on the bus. Yeah, and it's, it's not right. You got to bully the bullies because that's that's who needs to get bullied. You want to bully people? Come on, come come try to bully me. And that's what that's where it goes from there. But it is. I will say these teachers need to be more involved. And I get that they have a lot going on. But like this is why you should have relationships with these students as to where they can come to you for certain stuff when they should look at to you as a leader of the, like somebody that they trust and you should be able to interfere in that as a that's what you get paid to do that's what you're there to do but and, teachers have so much to do they're using their own money buying supplies i mean the and this is why they need teachers, to get paid more you get what they i'm do, saying but these parents got to parent these kids properly and send your kid to school with they like my mama used to say straighten up and fly right no, but mean, you don't think on. that some kids be playing like they good and then they get this. I'm telling you, like I would see it. I had to turn into that, too, because it got to the point where it was just too much. Now, I end up starting to become the person that's starting things because you oh, starting no. things with me. You know what I mean? I and got the record at my high school for most fights when I graduated. This Absolutely. is what I'm saying. I will, kids I will are crazy. you in your whole mouth. I remember I left from school one day and I came back like I just missed a day of school. I came back. Everybody hated me in the school. These girls wanted to jump me. I'm like, what did I do? Like, I did. And guess what? My sisters came up there with me. But like, they was like, who want to touch who? Who want to jump who? But nowadays, it's like, you never know. These kids will come with a damn weapon or whatever. Yes, like, and that 11 year old, be clear 11 year olds are bigger now than they were back when we were 11. It's all the She might have got beat chicken. up. She might have got beat up. So the fact that she won, I'm proud of the mom. <laughs> but, but at the same time, like, what if your child was lying and they was actually the bully and you went up there and put your hands on somebody's child? Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> but, but again, like I said, like you said with Marley, right? You said she can handle herself. So what if a student goes to their mom and goes, well, Marley's bullying me and she comes then up I'm there to need put her hand. her mom to call me and I'm going to check my daughter, which is where the parents and those that are authority come into play. You got to do your job because my da- child is far from perfect because she came from me and I'm very imperfect. Mm-hmm. So she might be the one to mess up. But at the point in which this is habitual, I'm sure this mom, I'm sure considered all other options before I wouldn't she got- advise to reach out to the parent we seen something recently happen where the guy reached out to the parent for his son being bullied and they killed the father 
when he went to that, they killed that father. Well, don't so, go to the house. Send a letter in the baby backpack. Uh, 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 call the principal. Yeah, but I think you should always get the school involved. Get it's the a school, school issue. You get in between it with the principal, the teachers. Absolutely. You always get the school involved. Never handle it yourself. Never because, handle. But I, I'm just saying from a human perspective. Yeah. Well, somebody's gonna I have her kids understand. now. Stand this mama getting all upset. Now, if y'all didn't know, you are listening to the Undressing Room podcast presented by Macy's. Check out our personal Macy's shopping page at Macy's.com slash the undressing room. Now, you know, when it comes to weddings and throwing parties, they can mm-hmm. be very expensive. And right. weddings are extremely expensive. The reception itself can go upward to $200 per guest for food alone. So I feel like we talked a lot about weddings these this past month. Is it like wedding season? What season it is It is. I think a lot of people are trying to figure out their wedding situation. Um, a lot of had plans before COVID. It's almost two years in. So people mm. that um, had plans before COVID hit and then since then, you know, weddings <laughs> are definitely here. Especially mm-hmm. for a Chicago couple. They went ahead mm-hmm. and had a destination wedding in beautiful Jamaica and um, Jamaica Jamaica, where everything (laughs) is iry and instead of them coming back in wedded bliss they were upset when some of the guests did not show up to this destination wedding so they Mm. went ahead and took to everybody's favorite friend the Twitter thug social media and talked about a $240 invoice to all of their no-show, no-call guests who didn't attend. Woo. So the invoice specifically said, this invoice is being sent to you. This is my voice. This is how I feel like she was talking. Okay. This voice invoice is being sent to you because right. you confirmed seats or seats at the wedding reception mm-hmm. during the final headcount. And the invoice says that the amount above is the cost for your individual seats. Now, because you did not call or give us proper notice that you would not be in attendance, this amount is what you owe us for paying for your seats in advance. So that's what she said. Now, they never sent it to individuals, but they put it on their Facebook posts and a few people apologize now that's very weird that they didn't send it directly to them it wasn't it was about so the, many people it must have been it must have been but the couple says it really was not about the money it was the principal since they asked guests several times considering that it was a destination wedding the time of year it is it's covid and they had to prepay for the wedding ceremony mm-hmm. and for all the plates in advance so do you think that guests should have to pay if they did RSVP and ended up being a no show, no call for your wedding reception. Absolutely. What do you think about sending the yeah. Yes I don't no? think that they did anything wrong. That's rude as hell. That's a lot of money. And especially for like newlyweds that are trying to get their life together, probably moving in together. They spent that to share a moment with you. And you in turn said that you were coming and didn't show up. The least you could have did is at like, say you have an emergency. I understand that emergency. Great. We'll write that off. But at the end of the day, like when you come to somebody's wedding, you should be coming to bear gifts to celebrate this person or whatever the case. And for you to just have them waste their money on you who said you were coming, I think it's so disrespectful. And you're lucky that they still speak to you again. An emergency. Okay, So that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. An emergency is something different, though, because everyone has happen. an emergency. And right. Things things happen. Happen. And I had a wedding. And it was a whole lot of money. And each one of those plates cost. And they it's not just the food. It's the table. 
six to eight extra people That's is a whole right. nother table. There's chairs, there's tablecloths, there's centerpiece, there's candles, there's decor, it's everything. everything. Gift, so the little I, gifts you go home. The with. little gifts, everything. It's so inconsiderate to not show and not to call after you already RSVP. Now, Twice, uh, numerous times, because numerous they said times. that they asked these people numerous times. Exactly. Now, as the person having the wedding and paying for it, there is always or should always be an anticipation of there being a few no shows or something coming up. There's always going to be a few of those and not all of them are going to call. So I did not take it among myself to hit up those that did not come to my wedding and then bill them for it, because I think that is tacky on top of tacky. What if it's an excessive amount? If it's an excessive amount, then don't spend it. It's like letting somebody borrow some money. Don't loan what you can't give away. So if you can Don't say you coming somewhere, you're not coming where you know I got to pay $500 a plate. Thing. If they were going to come, that money would have still been spent anyway, right? So the, but the, I would have got hurt, a gift. The hurt, <laughs> you would have got a gift. But the hurt part is not really the money, if you think about it, because the money was there. The hurt part is that you did not think about us or me enough in this moment, considering my day, to say something, to do something so that I wouldn't feel this way. And that's really the lesson. I mean, forget the money. What's $240 for someone that's already prepaid a wedding? In Jamaica. 240 times 20, though. What's that? That That's um, a listing for new friends in the yellow pages because y- your whole crew is reckless. And you know how people are, though. They always want to bring a plus one and things of that nature. So you probably added plates because they were oh, like, sure. yeah, can I bring my boyfriend? For sure. And you're like, oh, you're oh, just trying to accommodate fine, these fine. people and then look at what they did to you. So um, I could get the tacky level of it, but I think it's even tackier to tell somebody you're coming to their wedding. I especially. Agree. Especially when it's a destination wedding. I agree. That's whack. I wouldn't do that to a friend. Anyway, something else I wouldn't do to a friend is ignore them in my DM like I do. It was a DM time. Listen, I'm about to stop diving in my DMs because like. um... No, no, you're not. No, you're not. (laughs) As long as you and I are the Dressing Room podcast presented by Macy's, we will be in your DMs, baby. That's my favorite part of the show. All right, then. Okay, so let's get to this this guy. He keeps sending me the same message over and over and I don't get it. So I'm just going to read it to you. And hopefully he's probably doing it just so he can be on here. Okay. It says, good afternoon, L'Oreal, a.k.a. Miss 92, a.k.a. Big Star. I just want to love you. So give it to me. It's and then put his name, a.k.a. Dr. Purple Mango Pandemonium Lotion, a.k.a. PG-13, a.k.a. Nictorious Lotion. He want to rub on you. He want to moisturize you, girl. What is Miss 92? Are Were you born in 92? No. <laughs> I don't know what this is. 92 is not a proper measurement for anything. Nothing. Like, for I, nothing. I, so I, but he writes Miss 92 all the time. And I'm really trying to figure out. I'm, I'm hoping it's like part of his team or he got something going on. But like when I look at the page, it's like it's giving me nothing. But what is up with this purple lotion? I don't know. What is mangoes and pandemonium? I don't. Listen, this is why I said I'm about to stop. Maybe it's a wrap. Maybe if you put a beat to it and you dropped it, maybe it's a wrap. All right, go ahead. You try to, you do the beat and I'm going to wrap it. Good afternoon, Star L'Oreal, a.k.a. Miss 92, a.k.a. Big Star. There we go. 
We just decoded it. We just decoded your DM. It's, it's a trash. wrap. He's we trying to get on. Again. He wants to be on the morning show. I don't know about <laughs> that. Okay. And then this other person I put up my Macy's outfit by Ink. I love it. Okay. It was a, a two piece. I actually love it so much. I got it in two different colors and didn't realize that it was the same, the same thing. <laughs> I put it on like, I really like this. I'm like, actually, this looks like something else I already have, but whatever. It did numbers. That's all that matters. Love it. So I posted it up and uh, first he started with your visual and spoken energy is unmatched. He said, you look real hot right here, L'Oreal. I might have to wipe you for real. (laughs) He's a poet. The the other one was a rapper. He's a poet. Ashe, Ashe. This was all (laughs) over the place as well. If y'all didn't know, y'all listening to the Undressing Room <laughs> Podcast. And we just went and dove into L'Oreal DM, which is my favorite part of the Lord. week. Now, um, we have a final question. We do this every single week. This week, it comes from Olani Baby. Oh, I love that. it says, ladies and ladies only. Let's okay? Go. Listen up. Mm-hmm. DM me about a time where you told your partner, your ex, or romantic interest your promiscuous story. What? How did it go? How did they react? How was the story? Did the relationship change? Did they laugh? Did they cry? Did your promiscuous story top yours? Whose was better? So, Lorio, have you ever shared a previous experience with an old boo and they judged you for it? Um... I actually shared an experience with somebody that ended up becoming my boyfriend. So I felt like he liked the experience, but I will say this much about it. He threw it back in my face like years later. So, I mean, I feel like it interests him or whatever. Like, yeah, it interests him. The story definitely interests him because he was asking all kinds of questions. And then, like, I'll say, like, about three years after, like, we were into the relationship, out mm-hmm. of nowhere, and not he would hint little things that I felt like he was trying to throw it in my face, but mm-hmm. it wasn't until we got into a really, really bad argument that he just was like, yeah, this, 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 that, and threw the same exact story in my face. So I will say, when it comes to me, I'm a little bit more hesitant on sharing things. Is there a certain number or is there a certain body count that a person has that now qualifies them as a garden tool or promiscuous? Um, I don't know if I would say necessarily a number, because then what number would that number be? You know what I mean? That's why I'm asking. I feel like if you're not in a relationship and you're protecting yourself, I don't really judge people on the amount of people that they have sex with. That's not even a question. I feel like sometimes that could be if a guy was to ask me that, I'll be like, how old are you? You know what I mean? Because I do feel like it's a little childish. It is extremely childish. I think (laughs) it is very judgmental. Everyone's experiences in life are completely different. Some people started younger. Some people started later. People are allowed to be people. And I think when we judge someone when it comes to how promiscuous or not they are, we're opening ourselves up to a whole lot of unnecessary drama. It's not your business. I don't expect a regular, like a a nine to five guy to have the same body count as an NBA player. You know what I mean? I don't expect, but they could, they could have less, they could have more, whatever the case. But when I look at certain things like that, I don't want to judge anybody on their past ever, unless it has something to do with like being abusive, like a rapist or something like that. Then I'm a judge your ass. But when it comes to completely, yeah. But when it comes to like sex, like, 
consensual. Like, no, that's not my business. Whatever you did. If it's one of my friends, I would love for you to tell me so that I'm not looking stupid. Listen, okay, so there we go. We're going to qualify. If you slept with one of my friends, if you slept with someone that I know, if we're most likely going to be in the room with that person and hobnobbing, you might want to go ahead and disclose. But besides from that, you are obviously adult or should be mature enough to do what you need to do. Keep it quiet. Be safe. I look at it more so of like, or a grimy promiscuous person. I look at it from the the account of like how you moved, how your actions were. Like if you slept with your friend's husband or boyfriend. Yeah, uh, (laughs) This is all uneasy to talk about. This is all so uneasy. And if you didn't know what you're listening to, you're listening to the Undressing Room podcast. We just finished undressing a final question. Now, be sure to follow us on Instagram Mm -hmm. at the Undressing Room podcast and slide in DMs like they do for L'Oreal for your chance to be featured. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You're listening to the Undressing Room podcast. It's presented by Macy's. Log on to theundressingroompod.com for episodes and for links to our Macy's personal shopping page. Well, this was fun. It was. We Uh, agreed on something, right? We agreed on something. We'll see. We'll be right back here, same time, same place next (laughs) week, and I'm sure we will not be agreeing. Uh, That's the best part. (laughs) I love it. Love you, girl. See you next week. Bye. The Undressing Room podcast presented by Macy's is an Urban One Reach Media production hosted by the one, the only, Eva Marcel and L'Oreal. Executive produced by Kobe Cope Tyner. Associated producer Alexis Felder. Editing and production by Dunkus. Sales and corporate partnership, Josh Romani. Michelle Marino and Kadisha Campbell. Research, Lori Hall Flowers. Digital marketing, Sam Styers, J.R. Davis, Aaliyah Foss and Tim Hall. Digital creative, Alvin Francis. Content provided by MadamNoir.com, Bossom.com, and HipHopWire.com. Stay connected at TheUndressingRoomPod.com. See you at the next episode.